The SGPN Fantasy Football Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, and Arizona. From boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a $1,000 risk-free sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Check out the new PropSwap.com and use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app, your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. I've lost track of exactly what week we're on in the NFL because talk on it all. It's been such whirlwind action. The the news cycle never stops. I was just having dinner with my or lunch with my friends the other day, and I'm trying to watch TV, and all I see is news about Deshaun Watson. All I see is news about, and I looked at my buddy and I said, "Dude, this news cycle never stops." So I don't know what the heck's going on. Uh, but because the news cycle never stops, we never stop, and that is why the SGPN Fantasy Football Podcast is back on the air for you. Joined by our newest team member. I'm excited to meet this guy. I'm excited to talk to this guy and talk fantasy sports with him. None other than Will. His thinks is biased opinions. So I am looking forward to his biased opinions. So Will, welcome to the show. Welcome to the team. And man, I'm so stoked to be on the show with you. Man, I appreciate it. Appreciate the kind words, man. Happy to be on. Um, yeah, like you said, a, a lot of stuff going on. You know, actually more stuff dropped in today. Dropped in today before the show. So we definitely gonna we're gonna definitely touch on that. Some things gonna be changing in the landscapes c- coming up. And then um man, you know, it's it's about that time. It's week nine, it's week nine. So it's definitely about that time where people are either gonna get serious about making the playoffs or making that push, or some people are just gonna pretty much uh, set and forget their teams because they're out of it. So um, some some good things coming down the pipeline, but definitely gotta jump into some of the um, the stories here of some of these players and uh, see where it's gonna go moving forward. Absolutely. Although I have one question before we dive into our 10 players, because today we're gonna talk about the replacements, right? These are players, there are, are injuries that have happened. There are people that have left the game altogether of football altogether so that's going to leave us looking for players to put these guys uh, or to put in for these guys there's a lot of names floating out there right now we're going to do our best to break down the 10 of them but my question to you will before we even get any of this going are we just grabbing the rams dst if it, if they're on the waiver wire and just hanging on to them for the rest of the season my god von miller now Listen, you you have to if you don't if you don't have if you don't have the Rams defense you have to. I'm in a this is actually my first year that I've actually um been privileged to be in a couple of IDP fantasy teams. So I did pick up Von Millen earlier. So I mean the dividends is definitely going to be paying off, you know, throughout the rest of the season. Hopefully I can make a comeback in some of those um in some of those leagues. I mean th- that's just a different beast, but yeah, it seems like that defense again, everything has to play out on the field, but on paper it looks it looks great, man. I mean, there's no other defense right now that can compete with them, right? I mean, if you're looking at the front um, and even at the back end of that defense, I mean, it's just got pro bowlers and pretty much like first ballot Hall of Famers already on that team. So if you have them, like just hold on to them dear for dear life, man, because that's going to definitely uh, take you a long way. Oh, yeah. And I mean, tell you if, you, if you don't, this is one of those waiver priorities that you might, I mean, if your team is stout already and you're a playoff team, this is one that you grab and you just stash and you hang on to for about as long as you possibly can ride them because, yeah, they're going to win some people some championships, in my opinion. 
Uh, so yeah. All right. So look, the biggest news though, other than the Von Miller, uh, uh, signing in L, uh, LA. Yeah, I guess it is LA. I was going to say some other team, St. Louis. No, LA, uh, is that Derek Henry goes down in Tennessee. Oh man. Uh, his, his over 1500 yard prop is just dead in the water now, as is his season. Absolutely tragic. Will what? Ah, what a dagger in the heart of Derrick Henry managers. It's just the guy was on a roll, right? Unreal season and and then injury derails. So let's start the clock and let's talk about uh, that first. And let's talk about the guy they picked up to, to replace him, uh, not replace him, the guy to placehold for him, Adrian Peterson. Will, tell us about Adrian Peterson. Tell us about Derrick Henry. What, what are we doing? Man, we're going to see how they use Adrian Peterson. Listen, so I started getting into um, football a little bit later in life, actually, when he was actually a freshman. And he was like the like the first college freshman that I saw that I thought, OK, coming out of high school, he could definitely go into the pros, like, like straight into the pros and be productive. What amazes me is that are you telling me that there's no other good running backs and um, before Adrian Peterson besides him to pick up? Um, pretty much off the couch, right? Because he is not like, um, the trade deadline already passed or anything. They could have picked somebody else up, but I mean, listen, he's another guy. I think he's a um, first battle hall of famer. He still leads the, um, the league in, in, in rushing yards. He, um, set a, a record for 296 rushing yards and he did sign on to the practice squad. So we'll see what happens with that. But I think that the way that they used, um, Derrick Henry, I mean, he's pretty much like a plug and play and it'll be like a seamless, um, person to go ahead. And so it's like turnkey to have him in that offense. And, um, they could pretty much, uh, you know, they do have some weapons outside, so we'll see how that goes. But um, I, I, I'd i like to see what Adrian Peterson could go ahead and add to this team with Derrick Henry being out for the rest of the year. It's sad because Adrian Peterson, just in his day, right? I mean, those first three or four seasons before he got injured. And and heck, man, we're talking even maybe one, two, three, four, five, eight, eight, seven out of eight that he hit 1,000 yards. I mean, you want to talk about domination, right? And, and this guy was Derrick Henry. In his day. I mean, not not the kind of, of power runner that Derrick Henry was, but I mean, the kind of guy that, that put those yardage up and turned those heads. You know, 2,000 yards in 2012. That was big news. And if you were an Adrian Peterson manager back then, you won your league with Adrian Peterson, much like you did with Derrick Henry. Listen, he he was like like CMC is now, right? He's like pretty much like if you have that that one point zero one pick, I mean you're you're not you're not looking past the, um, Adrian Peterson at all. And if you did, it's pretty much because you're in a super flex league and you need a uh, and you need two quarterbacks. But even then, I mean, still he was like the safe bet because you know you're going to get at least fifteen hundred yards every single season out, out of him. Yeah, and even last season with Detroit, right? One hundred fifty six carries, six hundred and four yards, seven touchdowns, like. Yeah, we're getting him off the couch, but is is seventy five percent of Adrian Peterson better than a hundred percent of some of the guys that you could have gotten off the off the uh, other you know or even traded for? That that's well, the listen, question. I yeah, and, and I think we'll definitely see that, right? We'll definitely see that. But like I said, again, the way that Tennessee runs their offense, I think that he's pretty much like a plug and play at that position with Derrick Henry being out. So I think that he was, he's not going to last more than a week or two at the most on the practice squad. And he's going to be a bought up man to, to be starting sooner than later. Yeah. And again, it's not like he's joining a team that is, you know, horrible. He's joining a Tennessee Titan team that has quite a bit of, of obviously the offensive line is good enough to get Derrick Henry to where he is. So it stands to reason that Adrian Peterson can run behind that kind of an offensive line as well. 
Uh, so, I mean, you know, it's it's worth a look. And if you are a Derrick Henry manager and you that's you've lost your number one guy, at least you know that in a couple of weeks, Adrian Peterson will step in and and take some of that workload. You're never going to replace him completely, but at the very least, pick him up. So at all, man, at all. And and look, so you you didn't. I know everybody likes to draft the the backup, right? But I don't know that anybody went out and drafted Jeremy McNichols because obviously Derrick Henry, you don't necessarily need to draft his backup because uh, you know it's never going to get any work. But here comes Jeremy McNichols into the conversation. Uh, now he stands to benefit a little bit from this. But how much and should we prioritize Peterson over McNichols? Or are we taking McNichols as a stopgap? Will, what are you thinking on the McNichols situation? So in order, I'm going to go Peterson and then McNichols. I mean, McNichols is pretty much like a journeyman. He hasn't done much since he got drafted out of Boise State, and he's been on the practice squads a lot, right? So he's bounced from team to team to team. There's not a lot of, um, there's not a big sample size for him, but you know that, again, with Adrian Peterson, and even like you said, um, even last year in Detroit, Adrian Peterson was very productive. I think he could do the same, especially coming in in week nine and let's just say he doesn't play until like week 10 you still have like um less than than half the season to play and and get them to that to that next uh level when they go to the playoffs because um I, I like them to win that division and and they just need that player that is a proven player to come in and be able to do not again not Derrick Henry is not going to be able to do the things that Derrick Henry did but he's going to definitely be um somebody that you could count on McNichols I mean again he's not proven he's not proven um some something has to be said because he's only been on the practice squad pretty much the 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 majority of his career. So last game he did have three only three uh receiving receiving re- receptions for 33 yards but no no carries um out there in um during um in, in Indianapolis. So yeah, I'm going to go with Peterson man. I'm going to put all my eggs in this basket especially with like, you know, the extra game that the, that that the NFL provided us this year and then I'll just uh, bank on Peterson and go ahead and carry us into the next phase. And I'm not going after McNichols at all. I think that's not the that's not the answer. Uh even though he's out there in uh, like 9 out of 10 leagues in Yahoo and definitely out there in the ESPN. He's 9% rostered in Yahoo, 2% in ESPN. The guy See, again, you just don't draft Derrick Henry's backup. You don't. I mean, I know that there's a lot of people that do, but you just don't. So, uh, although it's a good job, it's a good job. I mean, because you're not going to get on the field, you're going to still get paid. You're not going to get injured, at least not in the game, right? You might yeah. get injured um, on the practice field or something, but you, you know, it's it, it's a good it's a good job. Just like having some of those uh, those highly touted backup jobs for for those um, like big superstar like. Tom Brady's backup every single year for the last like what 20 21 years. I mean, it's just good to be you. I've always said I'll I will be you pay me 400 grand a season, I will sit on that bench and I will slap every butt that I can and say good job. <laughs> I I don't care. I'd be the happiest bench rider out there because doggone it, I'm getting paid 400k to just easily like be the pump hype man, right? Like the guy in um in uh, uh, the Mighty Mighty Boston's that just stands up there and dances. Like, that dude's got the best job in the world because that's all he does is stands up and dance. Uh, so I'm not I'm not wasting a waiver. I'm not wasting... May, I may put a $0 bid on Jeremy McNichols if, if I need to on a fab, if I need somebody for this week. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, absolutely. No, no fab. That, that's that's definitely no fab. I mean, yeah, just th- definitely like a zero. Yeah. Zero. I mean, I, I wouldn't even put a dollar on him. Yeah, no. Definitely a zero bid. A guy's only got 44 or 33 receptions in his career, and he's been playing since 2017. Uh, yeah. So he can't even help you in the passing game if, if that's what you needed him to do. 
So, yeah, definitely don't go after the McNichols hype. I, I don't buy it. Again, when Adrian Peterson comes in, I think he's the guy. So, you know, if you need a stopgap for a week, you might look at this next guy that we're going to talk about because all of a sudden, Boston Scott comes back into the fantasy conversation. I love me some Boston Scott. I'm sorry. I got a little soft spot for the guy. Uh, but all of a sudden, he enters the conversation again after uh, a pretty decent week. I mean, it wasn't... Uh, it wasn't super good, but I mean, he had a good week, right? 12 carries, 60 yards, uh, and, and two touchdowns. So he won somebody some weeks if they started him, right? Man, listen, I'm going to tell you what. First of all, we got, we got, to, we got to go to, to Miles Sanders. If I'm Miles Sanders and I'm just watching the game, I'm like, hey, why is it that you guys want to go ahead and implement the running game once I'm out, right? I mean, you had more than two players get uh 10 plus carries in this game right so you had boston scott like you said not 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 a high number but those two those two touchdowns definitely um gives you good good uh good points in fantasy averaged uh five yards per per carry which is great but man i i did not see that coming at all i did not see that coming at all i think everybody was on gainwell and and rightfully so and Gainwell actually did have one carry more than Boston Scott at 13, but he only had 27 yards rushing, right? Um, and a very underwhelming two yards per per carry. So Boston Scott may be that guy, and especially in the red zone, I could definitely see them going to, to Boston Scott. But then also Josh Howard, man. Josh Howard's out there. You know, he was taking some carries. He also added uh two touchdowns. So again, if I, I'm starting with Miles Sanders, right? Like, why is it that you guys want to go ahead and and pretty much start running the ball once I'm injured. Well, and so, but the thing about Boston Scott is that this is something about him that every once in a, in a fantasy football season for the last three years, he's entered the conversation for a couple of weeks, right? He's all of a sudden the huge waiver wire pickup and then he fizzles out. So this is what I'm saying, right? He's probably going to be in the conversation this week. Of course, everybody's on him, two touchdowns. Everybody's going to talk about him on the waiver wire. That could carry over again to this coming week, correct? I mean, that one more week of Boston Scott, but that's all you need if you have Adrian Peterson, right? Because Boston Scott, again, he's he's available in eight out of ten leagues, uh, and and then almost every league in ESPN. So he's out there, and he and I, I don't know how many people are going to actually pick him up with a waiver wire claim. So you may even be able to get him for free on Wednesday morning. So this is something to monitor. If you're grabbing Boston Scott for free, you get one good week out of him, and you use your waiver priority on Adrian Peterson. Yeah, and they're going up against the Chargers, which give up a hundred, close to 160 yards per game to running back. So I mean, again, if 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 at best, just pick him up as a streamer. And so I, I definitely like that, and I'll, and I'll put at least a dollar on that bit, at least a dollar on You'll that toss bit a buck. Fab. I won't put five on it. I'll put a buck. That's right. I mean, that, absolutely. That that's something worth worth trying for uh but if you have like the number one waiver priority definitely pick up adrian peterson and then see if you can come back around uh the next round Hands of waivers down. right yep. and and see if maybe he'll stick around for another round of waivers um but definitely something worth thinking about and and, and work doing um all right so speaking of folks returning to whence they came uh mark ingram back in new orleans looks like he may get some run uh, just like he did before he left. So the only reason I'm, I'm bringing him up is because I want to know how much we're buying into the homecoming um, and, and what we're seeing. I mean, he only got six carries in his first week back, but then again, it was his first week back. Uh, so will we see this ramp up again or is Kamara still too much of a thing? I mean, what are we looking at, Will, for, for Mark Ingram and are we chasing after him? 
Me personally, I, I definitely am. I just think that um, you know, him being back again, it was his first game back, so you don't want to just throw him in there. But I think they're gonna go to the to what worked for them in the in years past. And plus, with Winston being out, you're gonna have to rely much more on that on that running game. And then also remember, Mark Ingram can come out and and catch the ball out the backfield. So he ended that game with only two receptions, but for 25 yards, right? So he's somebody that's been reliable even back in his days when he was at Alabama. So I like that combination of Kamara and, and Ingram. Um, again, got six carries, so it's not completely bad Kamara led the another way with 19 19 carries and 61 yards there in a touchdown but I think as the weeks go by they're going to implement that game um with uh, Kamara and Ingram just being back to what, what worked in the past I mean if it's not broke why fix it well and it's certainly not broke because they beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers I don't man, man. what a game I don't know. I, I was so bent out of shape because this was the one week that I actually said, go ahead and play Tampa in survivor pools. Cause I was like, look, you could probably pick them every <laughs> week. Right. And every week, except for two. Now you could, and guess what? The one week that I say, go ahead. That's the week they lose. So uh, this is two years in a row, two years in a row where um Tampa Bay and, and Tom Brady struggles against the Saints and their defense. I mean, last year they were pretty much shut out and they kicked a field goal like towards the end just to not, you know, to, to make it a good story at the end. But but yeah, it seems like New Orleans has their number, um, their their defense at least. And it, and it was a great game. But I definitely think that Ingram is going to be somebody to watch out for against somebody that depending on how your team is looking, you may want to go ahead and stream. Yeah, and I was going to say, this is not, don't don't count on Mark Ingram to be a full, uh, uh, obviously, replacement for Derrick Henry. This is not going to happen. But again, if you need a stopgap, if you need somebody until Adrian Peterson comes within week 10 or week 11, Mark Ingram can get you some points. You have to look elsewhere for other deeper down the roster, but at least Mark Ingram can get you some points week after week. And to be honest with you, I think like, like we said earlier, I think he's going to get more incorporated back into the offense. And now again, with Winston out, they're going to need to do something. They can't throw the ball all over the place. Trevor Simeon looked great for like what he had to do, but I'm not sure that this is going to keep up week to week. Right. Yeah, he, he was very pedestrian, but then also, I mean, Mark Ingram is, is um is known to get into the into the end zone. So that's what you're looking for in terms of like points for fantasy, depending on that structure is. Um, yeah, that's gonna be something that you could like I said, um at, at the very, very best, put him in um in a streamer position. Yep. I mean, he's gotta get those goal line carries. You gotta you right. gotta think that at some point he's gonna get those goal line carries because Kamara, as much as he's he's a gadget player and great pass catcher, um, they do love to just slam that ball up the middle and that's what they brought mark ingram back for um all right so we speak of folks coming back from uh retirement there's a name that's back out on the field that we haven't seen in a season uh but it belongs not to the great frank gore but now Derek gore is taking up the mantle and wow uh the chiefs decided to use him <laughs> and now he's a thing so now we have to talk about him will because uh again he he's not rostered at all in ESPN leagues, 2% in Yahoo leagues, but are we making him a priority this week on waivers? What are we doing with Derek Gore? Yeah, it was pretty much even down there. It was pretty much even again. Listen, uh, and I'm kind of hurt, Rob, because uh, they were they were playing my my hometown, New York Football Giants. So, you know, I, I did think that we had a chance. It was close enough. I, I We didn't get blown out, so that was good. But when you're looking at Williams had 13 carries, 49 yards, 
Gore had 11 carries, 40 yards, and a touchdown. So I think that they're going to utilize him more, or they should at least this upcoming week. So I like Gore. I never heard of I never heard of Gore before um, last night. So you know, it's obviously um like like my miss um or uneducation of some running backs out there. Um, but I was like, who's this? I was like, and then the announcer made a joke like, oh, that um. Uh, Frank Gore is a grandson. So I was like, I was like, what? I was like, I was like, no, that's 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 not true, obviously. Um, because his, his son is like still in college or something like that. But but either way, I mean, I think that Gore is gonna be a good pickup. I'm actually gonna go ahead and pick him up in a couple of uh in a couple of leagues here. I, I did put in some fab for him because I do think that uh they're gonna go ahead and give him more production than Williams and then also CH, you know, even if, if and when he comes back, I think Gore is gonna be right there behind him. Well, look, Chiefs running backs are the worst thing to try to predict in the world anyways. Now you're throwing another guy in the mix with CEH Williams, now Gore. And and here's the thing. If you looked, Gore was getting a lot of red zone looks. Like he was getting a lot of red zone carries, which led to his touchdown. So it makes you wonder what exactly is going to happen now. Because not only does it put a wrinkle in for defenses, but it puts another wrinkle in for fantasy managers too. Because now if you're a Williams manager... I mean, are you worried about Gore, first of all? And and do you, like, try to sell on Williams now knowing that Gore is there and CEH is there and the Chiefs have already been struggling? So, I don't know. I mean, I'm a little confused about Gore. Um, but like you said, I would definitely take a speculative ad on him, right? Maybe throw a couple bucks in there. Um, two or three, I think, maybe just to test the water. Because if somebody wants him more than $3... They can have him. Yeah, in my go ahead, opinion. take him, take him. So, so the only thing, so the only thing concerning to me is that he didn't get any receptions, right? He didn't get any receptions, and 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 Williams still had six receptions for sixty-one yards, right? So they're going to be using him, um, in, in coming out the backfield for 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 catch passing downs, and you know that that uh Mahomes likes to look for the the running backs out there. So that's the only thing that concerns me. But again, to your point, the fact that he was taking up some of those uh, red zone. Snaps and, and looks out there is gonna is gonna be something to look for. So again, not gonna put too much on them. Uh, probably two or three bucks. You know, if you could you could go ahead and outbid me at four or five, I'll leave it alone. But um, but that may be somebody else that you may want to take a look at, depending on your situation and depending. Again, the injury bug has been going around, so you know you may be in a spot right now where you want to go ahead and make a run for the playoffs and obviously, um, win that championship down the road. So it's gonna be a good pickup. Yep. If I'm running back needy, I may prioritize him a little higher. Uh, but if I'm definitely just trying to stash as a speculative ad, if I got bent, uh, room on my bench, uh, yeah, I may go after him just, just to try, just to see. In fact, I think I might do that in Scott Fishbowl just for the fact that, you know, I need, I need some running back help because uh, Ronald Jones is not cutting it for me anymore. Uh, and I definitely need some, somebody more reliable. Uh, I've been burned on Rojo, man. I've been burned on Rojo all, all, all year long. I, I was, was I was high on him in the offseason, man. He's just like, let me down. Yep. Let me down. Yep. I was high. I was all in on him, too. I was like, let's go. And and then Fournette was like, no, I got this. So, uh, <laughs> all right. Hey, all right. We're going to step away. We're going to come back after the uh, break and talk about some receivers because there's some receiver news, too. It's not just running backs out there. There's receivers that are that are out now. So, uh, we got to adjust for them. So come back. We got five more. It's Will. It's Rod. It's the SGP and Fantasy Football Podcast. Hang tight. 
Of course, you are ready to win money and boost your odds. Well, WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia, bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. You get exclusive rewards right at your fingertips. So get in on all your favorite teams, players, sports from the NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, golf, MMA, WNBA, college football, and so much more. WinBet also has some brand new bonuses. Use them this Thursday night as the Jets take on the Colts. Lots of good bets to take advantage of there with WinBet. If you are a new user, though, you can bet $1 and win $100 on any sport. Plus, you can get up to $1,500 as a free bet on WinBet if you make a first deposit of $20 or more. Whatever your wager is, though, WinBet is going to match it up to two. 100%. So if you bet $100, you'll get a $200 free bet. The max wager is, of course, $750. So that $1,500 match is your limit. You got great promos, odds, and payouts all happening right now at WinBet. From boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, we have what you need to win. So are you ready to play? Of course you are. Sign up today to receive a special offer, a risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com today. Of course, we're brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. The MLB playoffs are in full swing. Actually, it's the World Series now. We're not even in playoffs anymore. And PropSwap Prop Swap is your home for the best World Series futures. All season long, Prop Swappers have been finding the best odds in the country because you're buying directly from other bettors like yourself. Use the promo code SGP on your first deposit and PropSwap will double it up to $500. Double the cash means double the odds. If you love sports betting, and I know you do, you need to be using PropSwap. Every ticket purchased on PropSwap can be resold at any time, so your bet, as always, does not need to win. In order to make money, just needs to improve. That has not changed. Thousands of bettors across the country are shopping for tickets on PropSwap every single day. Get started today by going to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app. PropSwap is where America buys and sells sports bets. Have you missed out on the biggest sports headlines from the night before? Ever wonder how that might impact this week's bets? We'll relive the best in sports from the night before with BetQL tonight. It is a live show with high energy hosts, and it's a live destination for casual and hardcore sports fans alike. I love it because guess what? There's nothing to watch. I literally could put it on Spotify, listen while I'm doing other stuff, but keep my attention focused on the important stuff that is the betting and of course every detail matters when you're making the bets so betql tonight dives deeper to help give you the edge it is engaging it is polarizing it is relevant so get caught up in the sports betting world with a heavy dose of entertainment thanks to quentin mayo of nbc washington sports washington and ryan horvat of 12:50 a.m the fan and of course trista kirk they are joined by on-site con- correspondents to bring you insider information in real time. It's fun to bet on the game. It's even more fun when you've got the inside scoop. Tune in to BetQL tonight. Listen on Audacity, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. Speaking of favorite podcast app, make that one the SGPN app. It is now live in the App Store and Google Play Store. It gives you easy access to all of our picks and our podcasts. And don't forget, as always, toss us an app review if you haven't already. Download that SGPN app today and get started listening to all of your favorite shows like this one that we'll get back to right now.
back for more. Will said he'd stay, so I'm glad. He uh, decided he was going to stay through the break and keep talking fantasy football with me. <laughs> and I am forever grateful. You're forever grateful because uh, we're trying to get you some replacements for some of these players that uh, you're trying to replace. This isn't just a waiver wire anymore, guys. This is a all-out triage center where we're trying to get you back to full strength after injuries, after folks just walking away from the game of football. Okay, let's preface this first, Will, and and I'm going to get this out of the way because I know that there's a lot of people that uh, definitely know that uh, mental health is nothing to be taken lightly. So when we talk about what Calvin Ridley's decision was to step away from the game of football, it is not done in a way that is being malicious. Uh, we certainly understand and appreciate and, and 100% hope that Calvin is going to take time to be okay because uh, it's tough out there. And I understand that the struggles, especially for folks in the spotlight like Ridley, he got a lot thrust on him this season. You know, sympathizers are out there. There's folks that are saying, oh, buck up and play the game, whatever, right? Just understand that everybody walks their own path. So uh, the only the only reason that we're, we're even bringing up the, the subject around it is just to say that he's gone. We hope, wish him well. But on your fantasy rosters, you got to do some maneuvering, right? So let's get that out of the way. I'm sure you uh, agree with that, Will. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, me- mental health is serious. And, you know, you got to... Got to definitely, um, you know, focus on it and, and pay attention to it and make it and make a priority, be, make it a priority, because if not, then it could go ahead and affect other uh, other aspects of your life, obviously, as we saw. So I wish nothing but the best. You know, obviously, it's it's one of those things that football comes secondary to, to a lot of things. And I think mental health is definitely at the top of the list, obviously, family as well. So, you know, I'm, I'm wishing nothing but the best for him. And uh but then again, you know, um, coming down to, to, to fantasy, we have to see, okay, if we do have a lot of shares of uh, Calvin Ridley, what are we going to do now? Exactly. And not just that, but now we're losing Hunter Renfro because of, uh, I think, maybe not taking care of his mental health and making a, a very, a very, uh, man, how do you even put that? Just an unfortunate decision. Oh. Oh, Henry Ruggs. Oh, Henry Ruggs. I'm sorry, not Renfro. Sorry, Henry Ruggs. Yes, yeah. the other Raiders uh, receiver. Uh, but yes, Henry Ruggs. Uh, and we again, we won't spend too much time on the on the circumstances. But obviously, now he is out of the game, so we have to replace these guys, right? And this is why we're here to help. Uh, so let's turn our attention now to help you uh, bolster those rosters after losing maybe both of these guys, because it very well could have been that you had both of these guys on your team and now you're searching for answers. Um, so will let's stay within the Raiders and search for answers with Brian Edwards, who could very well step up and, and be that guy. A lot of people wanted him to be better than he was, uh, going into the season and haven't seen it yet. But that again, because rugs and Renfro and Waller were all up in this place. So now he gets to be without him. Is this the Brian Edwards breakout games that we're looking for? Again, Rod, listen, for for my sake as well, you know, selfishly, I'm hoping that it is because I did have a lot of shares for him and I got kind of excited towards the end of my draft because he was still there. So I picked him up. He had a good performance on me week one. So I was like, okay, this is going to be the norm, right? But it hasn't been. Um, I think, you know, obviously we know that that Ruggs is one of the fastest players in the league. So he's more like a deep threat, but 
either way, you're taking out another target out there for uh, for Derek Carr. So um, Edwards is definitely somebody that you go go ahead and put in there. He's very productive. Um, he does find the end zone from time to time and could give you some of that yardage. I think that this is going to definitely give him an increase in um in, in targets um for the for the for the rest of the season because I just don't think I I don't see a scenario where Ruggs comes back. I just don't, you know, I mean, there, there's going to be punishment in, in, in all aspects over here. So I like um, Edwards as this. And like I said, selfishly, man, I, I'm, I'm hoping I'm hoping for Edwards to go ahead and do it because he was the talk of the all, all of the all, off the off season. And right behind Waller, I was like, OK, well, you know, Renfro is not like a big play guy. He's more of like a safe guy when you're on third down and long and you have to make a first down. You look for him. But Edwards is more of an athletic um, athlete. So we're going to see what he's going to be able to do because they're, they're going to need him. They're going to need him in this offense in order for them to move forward. They are, too. And it's not like they're going to replace a ton of targets, especially over the last few weeks. I mean, we saw uh, we saw rugs with. What, four targets in week seven before the bye week, uh, week another four in week six, three in week five. I mean, his targets were kind of dropping off. So, I mean, again, we're not looking for, you know, 10, 12 targets to replace. But Brian Edwards was in that vicinity. So even if you give him one or two of those targets, right? And with Waller also, I, I don't think Waller is, is expected back anytime soon, right? So those targets are still out there as well. And I know that they yeah, say target replacement's not a thing, but kind of is. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, listen, the, the targets are going to be there for him, and then also touchdowns. He's only been able to find the, the end zone one time, and that was um against Philadelphia in week seven before the bye. So I'm hoping that he, he does more of that again. Not this upcoming week because they are playing my New York Football Giants. So <laughs> don't mind if um he does get some uh, some receiving yards there and some targets. But um, if he doesn't find the end zone, I'm not going to be I'm not going to I'm not going to be too sad about that. Yeah, well, I mean, again, if, if I'm picking him up this week, I want him to score. I love you, Will. I know we just met, but I, I really, I you know, if I'm picking up Brian Edwards, I want him to score right away uh, and make an impact on the on the team, um, which is kind of where we are with uh, who could be stepping up. And, and, and now we talked about Ruggs and who's going to get his targets. But now we'll talk about Calvin Ridley and we'll move to Atlanta uh, with Russell Gage, who should be the one to benefit uh, from this. But oddly, Will, he wasn't even a factor last week against Carolina because he didn't play, right? Or um, I don't even know what happened, to be honest with you. So, so first, when I saw his name and I went in and I looked at this past week, because I know they played Carolina, I was looking, didn't even see his name. So I thought that I accidentally... Um, <laughs> clicked on the wrong team because I was like, okay, he's not here. What's going on? But I didn't. Yeah, like you said, he was a non-factor. I think that the Codero Patterson um situation there is real, which is actually kind of interesting because it just shows that I guess no other team that that he was on was able to utilize him to, to his strengths, which is kind of um kind of wild to me. But yeah, listen, Russell Russell Gage is going to definitely be somebody that you're going to want to pick up. He should be involved more right behind them, um, Kyle Pitts in the in that offense. And we know that uh, Matt Ryan does them um, throw the ball. But the week before that, he did um you know he was right there be behind uh, Kyle Pitts with 67 yards receiving yards and four um four receptions and a touchdown. Right. So. He should be part of the, the offense more. He wasn't last week for whatever reason. I thought that he was. I actually put him in a couple of DFS lineups. Um, again, he threw up that good old uh, donut for me, which which wasn't well, so which wasn't good. So I didn't catch in any of those that I had him in my lineup. But yeah, moving forward with Calvin Ridley again, um, hope 
well as well and he comes back stronger if he does but um for for the time being we do need to replace somebody on that team and um russell gage is going to be that guy it's weird because again russell gage you want him to be the guy but i mean he hasn't really been the guy uh except for what 2020 last year he had 786 yards which is why everybody thought this season he would take a big step up and for whatever reason that step he missed it and and now we're looking at uh, hopefully he can pick back up on that 2020 uh, train where he had 72 catches uh, for 786 yards and four touchdowns. If he even gets a smidgen of that production back, um, you could definitely be stealing Russell Gage. Because again, Calvin Ridley was their wide receiver one, and now he's not. So yes, Kyle Pitts probably becomes wide receiver one. And if you have Kyle Pitts, you are certainly happy uh, uh, now because he's going to get a huge boost in production. But like you said, I think Russell Gage stands to benefit if they can get him involved, unlike last week. He has to, man, because if not, then you're, you're banking, you're putting all your eggs in one basket in Kyle Pitts, right? So, I mean, Kyle Pitts is, is definitely a great rookie out there, but he's not going to be able to do it by himself. So with Calvin Ridley out there, you got to add Gage into the mix, man. You just have to. Yeah, and and to be honest with you too, if if they key in, all they got to do is key in on Cordell Patterson and Kyle Pitts after a while, right? I mean, and take it away from them um, because Mike Davis is still not really chugging along as much as as we think he should too. So, um, yeah, I mean, if you take those two targets away from Matt Ryan, you're kind of left with nothing. So Russell Gage right. does have to step up. Um, all right, speaking of stepping up. It's weird to say stepping up with Jamison Crowder because Jamison Crowder seems like he should be that guy that is totally <laughs> always stepping up like he used to be. Uh, but he did step up, right? Corey Davis was out. Jamison Crowder actually came through uh, and did well for uh, his team in his absence in an actual win against the Bengals. Holy cow. Eight catches on nine targets, 84 yards. We're talking about a Jets win, Will. What, what the heck? Yeah, listen, that was... Uh... It was a mysterious week, man. I mean, obviously Sunday fell on on, on Halloween, so obviously uh, <laughs> that, that that could have been a part of it as well. But yeah, you can't ask much more from Crowder. I mean, he had eight receptions for nine targets, eighty four yards. Pretty much the only you know receiver slash um, running back that led the way was Michael Carter, right? With uh with ninety five yards receiving, and and he actually had fourteen targets there and and uh, nine receptions. So I think that with uh with, with Corey Davis, and even when when he comes back, I mean Crowder has definitely been somebody that you could uh, go ahead and pretty much bank on in all, all the teams that he's been on, and he has great hands out there. So he showed it with him being targeted nine times and and, and receiving and catching eight of those passes for eighty four yards. So I like him to be at that spot. And um, yeah, man, the, the Jets won. So that was um, it's interesting because the Jets won without their 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 star rookie right without their star rookie they they won with uh michael white and um <laughs> the heck is you know it's some mike white somebody that that I, I never heard of um until until sunday right before the game started so we'll see how that plays out man but um yeah it was definitely a weird a weird weekend but crowder is somebody again that you could count on he's been somebody that um on every team he's definitely been been able to perform so i like him moving forward as well in a week where trevor simeon wins a game uh mike white wins a game uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just and then Mahomes throws as many interceptions as he did. It's it's yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't get football sometimes. 
Not, not enough, though. Not enough because we did not win the game. So not enough for Mahomes. No, not, not enough. enough for Mahomes. <laughs> but I will say this. So uh, Davis has not practiced as of even today, which is Tuesday. Um, so definitely keep an eye on the practice report on Wednesday going forward because if he doesn't practice again on Wednesday, you need to load up on Jamison Crowder. And here's the thing. He's out there in at least 8 of 10 leagues in both Yahoo and ESPN. So if if you are looking for a uh, receiver to replace either Ridley or now Ruggs, Jamison Crowder, I mean, you may have overlooked him before, but I think the time to overlook him, uh, at least for the next couple of weeks, because look, let's let's face it, the waiver wire in most leagues are pretty thin, and if we're talking about guys like Jamison Crowder that are out there, you know that it's pretty thin. So most of these guys, you may have to Frankenstein and and stream from week to week uh, if you're missing a, a wide receiver one like Ridley and or Ruggs, right? So. Jamison Crowder could be that week, that stopgap week, at least for a couple of weeks until Corey Davis comes back. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, somebody that you may even want to put into that uh, flex spot as well, or even a um, wide receiver too, depending on, on the format that you're in. But again, he's somebody that you could count on. So I, I like the play there with, with Crowder, especially if uh, Davis is going to be out for another extended uh, couple couple of weeks. And I'll admit to having Jamison and dropping him. Like, I, I, I'll admit that. I had him and then ended up dropping him after like two or three weeks of just really... Uh, not being happy with his his production. And, and I'm a little sad that I did because now all of a sudden he's back in the conversation and he may have done me good if I would have just held on to him. So I don't know. Yeah, it's like, it's like that sometimes though. You know, it's definitely like that sometimes. I think we were all high on the Jets coming in, especially with a new quarterback, new coach in town and everything, but it, it hasn't really played out the way that everybody thought before the season started. So true, so true. Um, okay, so somebody that uh, folks had to drop I know they had to drop because of just needing to to clear out roster space, right, for other injuries and stuff. And he was injured himself as Devontae Parker uh, out in weeks five through seven, back in week eight for a really good game. Eight catches, 85 yards, right? I mean, this is a pretty good game for a guy that was out for a few weeks. And he's picked up right where he left off. So uh, because he's out there, uh, he only he's only rostered in 35% of Yahoo leagues, 56% of ESPN leagues. So is this the week to pick Devontae Parker back up off the waiver wire? Absolutely. Absolutely. Listen, I was completely wrong, right? I was all on the um, Jalen Waddle train this past weekend. And I thought that, uh, especially with the, again, we were talking about the news before the, when the show first started with the rumors of Tua possibly losing his starting job and, 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 and not being the quarterback there in Miami for the rest of the season. But that pretty much went away. But man, Devontae Parker, he's, a, he's an automatic pickup automatic pickup if he's out there you have to pick him up again like you said um 11 targets eight receptions 85 yards so it looks like he he's just back in the in the swing of things and um he pretty much yeah he, he led everybody the second um person right behind him was water with four receptions um you know and and although he did get a little bit more targets one more target than than parker he only caught four of those passes so i like parker moving uh moving forward and also as we know as we said he's definitely a deep threat guy so you you want him um you want him in your lineup if if, if you could get him if you could grab him absolutely and of course they were playing buffalo obviously they needed to keep pace with buffalo that that's a high-flying offense but here's the thing they have houston next week and i have a feeling that this is a game where uh, the Dolphins can finally get back right again against the Texans because this is a Houston Texans team that is, uh, I guess, a get right for everybody uh, in the league at this point, right? It, they're a mess. They're a mess. 
And uh, a stat stuffer, stat stuffer stat for those guys out there. St- I love it. I love it. And look, they hung tight with just about everybody. I mean, obviously Buffalo, they hung tighter than most people gave them credit for, right? They only they only lost by uh, fifteen points. <laughs> where everybody else had the spread much, much higher than that. But, I mean, the week before, they only lost by two in Atlanta, and that was a last-minute field goal. Uh, three to Jacksonville, right? I mean, they've, they've been close this season. So I think Houston, they're going to they're gonna do some big things over Houston. And I, I may even see uh, Parker's first 100-yard game next week against Houston. I may call my shot. You know what? I, I agree with that. Not only a 100-yard game, but then also add a, at least a touchdown on there. So I, 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 like I said, again, if he's available, guys, go ahead and pick him up. Yeah, that's almost a no brainer. And if you, again, if you've, if you're doing without Ridley, if you're doing without rugs, um, I would even put, uh, Parker over Jamison Crowder in my priority. Um, but only because of the matchup <laughs> really honestly. Uh, and, and because again, uh, they're playing Thursday night, Jamison Crowder's playing Thursday night against the Colts. That's a tough one, but still, you know, again, if, if, if you can't find, um, Parker, then definitely do Crowder. Uh, it's just a weird, <laughs> weird week for, for waivers. It's just crazy. Um, so, all right, so let's go back to the Jets. Um, we probably should have done this back-to-back, but oh well. Uh, I, I was doing this quickly, uh, show notes quickly. <laughs> and we'll go to Elijah Moore, uh, who also benefited from, um, from Corey Davis's departure. He had six catches for 67 yards. San Fran. Oh, he's got San Fran? Who's got San Fran? No, no, Elijah Moore. Oh, Not Elijah, Elijah Mitchell. Moore. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Elijah Mitchell is awesome. <laughs> oh, no, you're good, man. Look, at there's a lot of Elijahs in the league. <laughs> but Elijah Moore, who also benefited, caught all six of his targets for 67 yards uh, and actually rushed for, for one. So, look, we can frame this back in, in the uh, capacity of Jamison Crowder and Corey Davis as well. Um, cause both of these, these receivers, I think Elijah Moore is going to benefit if Corey Davis has to miss another week. So, um, what are we thinking on Elijah Moore, uh, <laughs> which again, listen, I'm a Niners fan. So Elijah Mitchell to me is always off the first of my fingertips too, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, um, yeah, listen, um, six, six receptions for, for 67 yards, but see the week before he only had one reception for 13 yards. So and then the week before that, it was a, an offer for him against uh, my Atlanta, right? So he didn't have any production there. Um, again, I think that uh, in this offense with Corey Davis out there, they're going to have to um, pass the ball more. But do you think that it's like a Jets thing or a Mike Davis thing? Um, I, I like uh, the, the the quarterback there pr- pretty much um, for, for for the Jets um, doing their do, doing his thing over there with, with Mike White. So he's somebody that again, I mean. 405 um, yards, man, passing 45 attempts, three touchdowns. I think it's going to be more the same moving forward um, for those guys out there in New York. And I don't know how how long um, uh, Wilson is going to be out. But, um, you know, with them going up against uh, Indianapolis, like you said, this Thursday, it's a short week. But you know that Indy likes to go ahead and pass the ball, and they uh, and they do um, give up a lot of points. We saw what they did this past weekend against Tennessee. So I, I like uh, I definitely like uh, more in this situation, and I think he he might be an interesting play. But I'm not as high on him as other players because, like I said, the week before that only one reception, and the week before um, two weeks ago 
an offer against Atlanta when they played in um in London. Yep, he's definitely a deep league guy. I mean, uh, but again, he is out there. He's out there in quite a few leagues. Like he's only rostered sixty percent in Yahoo, twelve percent in ESPN. So he's out there. But again, like you said, I mean, unless you can't find Jamison, unless you can't find Devonte. Um, and you're really up against it, and you really have to fill a, a, a wide receiver two spot or even a flex spot this week, and you're just desperate and you need a body, um, you might want to lean on a guy like Elijah Moore, thinking that the game script is going to call for him to get a few more targets um, against Indianapolis. And then again, the next week against Buffalo. So maybe if you're looking for maybe a two-week bridge and you can't find anybody, and Elijah Moore is the best name on the list, um, yeah, definitely worth the speculative speculative ad. And keep an eye on Thursday, too, again, because this could be one of those situations on Thursday where you need him. Yeah, and, and, and listen, I mean, playing against uh, playing against Carson Wentz, I mean, you know he's going to probably turn the ball over at least once, so it's going to give him uh, the Jets another another opportunity or two to get some uh, some offensive snaps out there in, uh, in Indy. So that could be a good little pickup. Yep, again, deep league, or if you really think that you need that kind of uh, a Hail Mary on Thursday, just a, a dart throw play uh, for somebody that can get you at least 12 fantasy points in a PPR, because um, that's your guy. I mean, if that's what you're looking for, Elijah Moore is your guy. So, ah, uh, oh, wow, Will, we made it through all 10. Uh, I, I think uh, we gave people a lot of names to think about, and uh, I'm glad that we were able to break them down and I'm glad to be able to talk to you, man. I'm glad to have you on the team. Uh, it seems like it's going to be a, a great opportunity for you and a great opportunity for us to have you on. So thanks for joining and tell everybody where they can find you all over this uh, World Wide Web. Man, again, thanks for having me on. Um, definitely appreciate coming on, man. Have some, have fun. Hopefully I could join you again uh, in, in the future sometime, man. Talk some more football and some more players over here that are worth uh, while picking up, especially heading to the playoffs. You guys could find me on Twitter at biasedopinions underscore. Yeah, man, just doing some content out there for, for sports gambling podcasts, not only uh, football, but also basketball. So come check me out on, on Twitter at biasedopinions underscore. Please do. And again, check out his work, man. Uh, again, the, the folks that are joining the fantasy football team at the SGPN, just top-notch guys and gals. And it's just so much fun to work with everybody. And this team is growing, growing fast. And uh, you need to be checking out the website for some of these great uh, contents that we got coming out. And, uh, and just new stuff, man. It's fresh blood. It's so exciting. It's a great time to be alive. So, uh, Will, once again, thanks for coming on. Everybody out there, thank you for listening. Uh, hopefully, you get the players that you like. Hopefully, they're around for you tomorrow so you can get them for free. Um, I know that a lot of times you guys listen to this after the waiver wire. That's okay because some of these names are still out there week after week. So, hopefully, you get them. Hopefully, you win this coming week. And hopefully, your, your playoff road is uh, already set. So, until next time, everybody. I'm Rod Gomez. Again, you can find me on Twitter at RJ Gomez. Find this show on the SGPN app as well as all the amazing content that we got coming out like we talked about earlier. Uh, again, we'll be back on Thursday with more. We're going to talk about uh, something. It'll be fun. You know it is. Uh, again, thanks for listening, everybody. And until next time, let it ride. is not an option. We've built our walls. It's our